Bush and Ritchie here with another barnstorming uh, daily takeaway for you. And this one is a little bit special, but it does come with a warning. Uh, yes, yeah, some, there's some graphic details that are going to come midway through this episode. They are graphic, really. Do you know what? We're missing a trick here. What's that? Who is part of the Absolute Radio fam- family? None other than Claire Sturgis, who does all the warnings yeah. on all the Sky programmes about s- oh, scenes of nudity yeah. this programme contains. We should have got Sturge on. She should have done, because what, I mean, what would the rating be, to, to, do you reckon, of today's? I think it's a P- it's PG. It probably is PG. 12. Because otherwise, kids that listen to this without supervision, they, they will be asking questions. But it's a good and frank conversation. It is. It's a good conversation we need to be having about the conversations. Conversations about the conversations. Uh, at the end of the podcast today, end of this episode, uh, you will hear some extra stuff that did not go out during the live conversations about the conversations. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I've been thinking a lot about... Um, I don't know what it was about the, the Joshua boxing match of the weekend, but it's kind of stuck in my head a little bit. We were talking about it on the mm. yesterday's show and stuff as well, but the, the thing that's been kind of going around in my head a little bit today is he's quite an enigmatic character, the, the boxing announcer Michael Buffer. Yeah. You know him, that old fella? Uh, and basically, he's the, he was the announcer for the Joshua fight. I think he does all the big fights pretty much. He does much. all the big ones. He made a real name of it. He's the guy in the sharp suit from America. And what he does, he gets paid to turn up and just announce the, uh, the boxers into the ring. You may know him from this... Uh, let's get ready to rumble! That's his catchphrase. People go crazy for it. Uh, he has uh, insured it or, or trademarked it for $400 million, wow. this little thing. Wow. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! I wonder how Ant and Deck feel about it. Because <laughs> they did have that going a little while ago. But it's, imagine that, like deciding to trademark that he must have to practice it in the bathroom or in the shower and he must have come out with his you know soap on his hair thinking do you know what love I think I might have there might be someone in this I'm going to make a phone call if you get to the stage of your life where you're able to trademark something like that it shows what an achiever you are Usain Bolt today has put a, a, a trademark application in the States for the silhouette of him reaching for the sky yes that only him only him can do that another Peak achiever. But you know what? It goes, I thought we were going to name a Pokemon then. That's Pikachu. <laughs> but you know what? Though? It, it takes it right back to like, do you remember when you were like uh, a kid with like brothers or sisters? If you did anything or said anything that was unique, we used to say TM or trademark off yes. the end of it. So it's a little bit like a grown up, really expensive version of that. So I just thought, bearing in mind that the fight was still at the weekend, still fresh in my mind, if there's anything that you do, any little kind of wrinkle that you've got or, or something unique maybe that you've invented that you would like to trademark for loads of money, then get in touch with the show. Like, for example, uh, I, I invented this a long time ago, never got around to trademarking it, but I still think it's a thing. Uh, I pioneered the reverse compact disc in-shower shaving system. Hey, So me and my brother do this. We used to, I, don't, I don't wet shave anymore, right? But back in the day when we used to wet shave, what we used to do is get old CDs yep. and then leave them in the shower. And you yep. can use it as a handy mirror if you were shaving in the that shower. That is absolutely... Absolutely amazing. And as we find ourselves at the moment, CDs are obsolete. That is so good. Second wind. Wow. <laughs> did you trademark it? I never did. That's amazing. I might have been a millionaire. That's some, I might start using that. They'd have, you know, you see I me in, in a shopping centre. That's the, the CD shaving fella, isn't wow. it? Wow. Uh, Richard says, I crunch my crisps into my prawn salad meal deal to give it some texture. Trademark it. I've not moved on from the CD. <laughs> That's incredible. It's a game changer. <laughs> 
It's my defrosting of the windscreen. I, 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 I'm always so proud to talk about it. Seems a little bit out of season in August to talk about defrosting a windscreen. It's always relevant. It'll be around the corner. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're going on a weekend trip to Reykjavik or something or other, you might want to use it with your hire car. Uh, but what you need to do is get in your car, put your, uh, your, your, your sun visors at 45 degrees, blast on the, uh, the, the, the fan on the windscreen, uh-huh. and then not just does it clear it going up, but it hits those visors, goes back down again. Doubly quick clearing your windscreen. Because you've mentioned this on the show before and we have had people t- tweet or text back in saying that it does work. It does work. Trademark Richie Fur. If you had a little website, you would have those customer testimonials at the bottom. Yeah, Three exactly. or four scrolls down to the bottom of the page. Uh, Mike says, when, this is weird, he says, whenever I go to a football match, I pop a polo in my mouth the second the players kick off. <laughs> now, I don't really know <laughs> what <laughs> that is fulfilling. It achieves nothing. You're basically just trademarking the time of eating a polo. That's not a thing. I think polo might have something to say about that. Yeah. Wrigley's. <laughs> people at Wrigley's. What an awkward case this could be. Simon says he invented the Kindle 20 years ago on holiday. Ooh. Uh, says, I was on holiday. I said to my wife, wouldn't it be good to have something like an iPod you could download your books onto and read them on screen without having to take loads of books on holiday with you and there it is goes and gets done my dad constantly bangs on about the fact that he thinks he invented vision in vision tv before it came out as well (laughs) you need to do something with it do you know what i mean (laughs) mark says he's invented not one but two dishes that you'd like to trademark number one the nookie take two cookies put them together like a burger bun and fill it with nutella nice like that and then uh, number two i swear i've seen this before sorry mark mate the the mash volcano sculpt a pile of mash into a volcano hollow a hole in it when I was reading this I was thinking I'm not reading this out I fill it with beans as lava few uh, let's move on we've got Chris on the line Chris what would you like to trademark it's a harpoon I designed uh, for saving people in um, who fall through ice right okay so have you have you just like written this down on the back of a fag packet type thing or is this something that's an actual product um, no it's something I actually designed but it didn't go into production or anything it's just a drawing Oh. oh, so what would you did it have a good name? This this harpoon? I haven't thought of a name, um, but it it works on a compression system, and uh, it has uh, a solar panel above it. A harpoon so, with a solar panel on it? Yeah, the the solar panel heats it up to All stop right. it freezing up. Now, I, I, don't say this the wrong way. Don't say this the wrong way, Chris, right? Because this is what they'll ask you on Dragon's Den. But how big is the falling through a hole in ice market in terms of need for these things? Well, it's popular in Canada. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good, good point. Which is a big country. They're forever falling down holes in Canada, aren't they? There's quite a few sports surrounding falling in, into lakes. <laughs> That's good. Well, we can start taking pre-orders tonight on Home Time this evening. Uh, Chris, good to speak to you, my friend. What an invention. Jamie says, listen to this. This is on behalf of his girlfriend. He says, my girlfriend has come up with an idea of putting a camera in the oven so you can see when a pizza is ready. That's so good. Trademark it, mate. It's almost like a, a pizza porthole. Uh, another dispute, though, from Peter here. My wife has claimed for years that she invented the McFlurry because she used to mix sweets in her ice cream as a kid. Now, me and my brother, when we were kids, and we occasionally would go on a treat to the local Bernie Inn, Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to do this thing, which, when my mum and dad weren't looking, uh, is put sugar cubes into the top of our Coke, <laughs> which is disgu- it's disgusting, that, isn't I it? I think it's got enough in there. There's enough in there, so uh, <laughs> maybe we'll jump on the back of that trademark. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! 
that Michael Buffer bloke has protected this catchphrase for 400 million quid. You thought he was joking. Tom says it's true. My friend in Toronto was doing the ring announcing for a televised MMA a few years ago, and Buffer's lawyers sent him a cease and desist for saying, let's get ready to rumble. Wow, look at that. He's going to enforce it. See, if you've got something in your life that you reckon you should trademark, it could be worthwhile. Uh, Jade, what is it that uh, you'd like to trademark? It's a little bit controversial, but if you like Marmite... Love it. Marmite in a jacket potato before you put cheese on. So, just talk us through this then. In the jacket potato before you put the cheese on, where's it going? So, like, mash it into the potato. You yeah, mash you it in, so you've you got your jacket potato, you, you've done yeah. sort of like the, the two cuts in it, then yeah. what, you mash it in or you just put it like a dollop of Marmite in? Just stick it on your knife and almost like you're spreading it through potato and it all melts into it. If you have it without the butter, it's a cheeky way of dropping a couple of calories out of your jacket potato. I call it. I call it a marmy spud. Marmy spud. A, a, a brown treat. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not, not so that good. one. I, I, I'd do that. I'd do that because um, roast potatoes with marmite are really, really nice on a Sunday roast. So I why would it not be bad in jacket? But there's something about marmite. No offence to the pair of you, but it's just like people fiddling around with flavours all the time. Why is it always marmite? It's the usual suspect, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Rub marmite on the back of uh, on the back of a loaf. That'll taste. You know, it's always marmite there. Do Jade, you know what I mean? ignore him on this. I'd go in with you fifty percent. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll leave you to your dirty spud. <laughs> That's a marmy spud. The daily takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. Come on then, explain to this lot then <laughs> what you are absolutely clogging up our Hometime Show WhatsApp group chat with the other night. I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I shouldn't have been using our work WhatsApp chat for this kind of problem. But it just felt like the, the, the place to go to. I was getting ready for bed and uh, the cupboards in the bedroom, they're mirrored and the doors were open at an angle where you could suddenly see what you look like from behind. Oh, so what, in one mirror you're seeing what the back of another mirror is seeing? Correct. Spot on. Gotcha. And I caught... I caught myself. And I hated what I looked like. <laughs> and I turned to Natalie and I said, wow, I've just seen what my backside looks like for the first time in my life. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Is that really what it looks like? And she couldn't believe that in 45 years I've never seen... What my own backside looks like. So if you close your eyes now, you you can't picture your own. Oh, I can now because no, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it. It's so un. It's just like long and flat. It's just so undefined. It's horrible. Can I can I clarify what you actually put in the group? This is at quarter to eleven. <laughs> and normally, if you get a message from a, a mate at night, you think, "Oh, is everything all right?" <laughs> and you you start like this. You say, "Can you settle an argument, please?" Do you know what your own backside looks like? Yeah, and sorry, then you, you, you clarify, you go for one further and go, as in cheeks. <laughs> it's like, cheers for that. Well, because I had to go to you to, to make my point that guys don't know what their backside looks like. I don't think we'd look to see what we look like from behind. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I've got no idea. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. And I do need to let the audience know that you, thankfully, came back and supported me in my argument, so that, no, you don't know what your backside looks like. You know that Channel 4 programme where they have them people... You normally yes. you accidentally flick onto if your parents are over. Horrendous. And it's like Last Chicken in Sainsbury's and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but if there was a lineup of, like, bums, 
I wouldn't know what my one was if it was one of mine. No, Do you know what I, mean? I, I, I agree. Fact, I, unfortunately, I, I would now because I, I, I'm scarred by what I saw in the mirror. Whereas I'm not out, I'm still going. <laughs> don't look, mate. I'm not going to look. It. It's like Candyman. Simple question. <laughs> do, gents, do you, does, does this identify, you know, what we're saying with you? Do, you? do you know what your own backside looks like? If not, we'll have this wrapped up by 5.50. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could, it could be a quick one. There seems to be a male-female split in this and that, that men don't really look at their bums. Yep. Women are quite aware of theirs. Exactly. So 8, 12, 15, if that strikes a chord. Now, normally, this is a show where we're quite happy to share with you sort of like a second dynamic to the show by putting it on social media. We talk about something and say, hey, look, see for yourselves. Have a look for yourselves. Now, we're not doing that tonight, but what we have tried to do is we've tried to draw what our... <laughs> what, it, what our bums what, look like. What they look like. So if you'd like to see... A Carter, what are we doing? Well, Claire's just said on Twitter, well, that's disturbing. <laughs> on the Absolute Radio Twitter, there is a cartoon drawing that Bush and I have done of our own backsides. Have a look, get in touch with us. And see, don't sit there and scoff, right? Close your eyes, have a think. Do you know what your own backside? I bet they don't. They probably I bet they don't. don't. It's a tweet which is a drawing of both of our backsides because this is a radio show that is real, folks. It's for the people, by the people. We're, we're never afraid to address the big subjects and the big subject tonight is that gents don't look at their own backsides. And there's nothing you can do about that because that's just the truth. That's Saw mine in the mirror for the first time the other evening was filled with horror. Uh, Asked Bush if he was in this situation. He also says he doesn't know what his looks like. Uh, so, so, you know, does this strike a chord with you? Chris says, as a former county-level swimmer, as a teen, I would regularly see my bum in full-length mirrors. As a result of the muscles you swimming, it's actually quite toned and pert. Uh, Mandy says, my husband David knows what it looks like. I tell him how peachy and nice it is. Come on, guys, look at your own backsides. That's the spirit. That's the spirit that we're after this evening. We're asking men to get involved and have a little look. Nick, you in the same situation? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Same sort of situation where, so sort of, you know, the wall goes with the mirrors all around. And That's it. When you open one, you get multiple images of yourself. Horrifying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I sort of never really thought about it before until you said. So when was when did you actually become aware of your own backside? Probably about two years ago. <laughs> did you ever... Bush, sorry, Nick. Bush, did you ever think you would be asking that question to a listener live on the radio? I think my life has been building to this point. <laughs> this is my David Frost yeah. moment. Frost we, Nixon. We wonder why we don't pick up awards. <laughs> well, Nick, thank um, you so much for bravely stepping forwards and, and backing us up. No worries. Would would you urge other other men to have a tonight? Just have a little look. Well, I'd say just if you cycle, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Emma says, uh, "Bush with that thigh gap, you look like you couldn't stop a pig in a poke." <laughs> Come on now. It's quite a gap. It's quite a gap. Uh, Amy says, this is amazing. Be, pr be proud of your bums, guys. Claire says, I can't unsee this now. Maybe you should get your other halves uh, to draw your backsides for you to see it from their perspective. It'd be like an awful version of that draw me like one of your French women thing from Titanic. Lynn says, crumbs, this has made my day. I'm making shepherd's pie with a smile on my face. Bottoms up, chaps. Uh, MJ says, I think Bush has stolen my husband's bottom. Or maybe they're bottom twins. Well done, lads. It's all going on. Uh, you can see... Uh, a cartoon drawing uh, by ourselves of our backsides on the Absolute Radio socials right now. What a treat. What a treat. Uh, this is because I accidentally caught sight of my backside in the mirror for the first time.
first time in 45 years the other evening. I was horrified. Gents don't know what they're looking at, you see. To the to the, to the point where you even texted me to ask me if, if I knew what mine looked like. And you didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a clue. Tony is hanging on. All is not lost. There is a message of support. you got some support for us, Tony. Oh, definitely. Start cycling. My best friend cycles. Yep. And he has the backside, well, he has a jacksie I would die for. A jacksie I would die for. What a fantastic accolade. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, and what is his name, uh, this fellow who's got a lovely jacksie? Ben. So this is what we need to... Well, you do cycle, Bush. You cycle to and from work. I do. I'm a cycler. But my, my back's all over the place, but maybe my bum's in good condition. Well, Ben's my best friend, but he works me and he cycles to and from work. I'm in Leon C and he's in Eastwood, so they should know the distance. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's just down the road from me. Need to, uh, we need to go a bit... I mean, I haven't looked. This is the thing. Richie's had a look at his bum. I've not... I'm as yet to have a look at mine. It's like going, looking in the, uh, the mirror and saying Candyman three times. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm not easily embarrassed. I'm quite happy to come round and have a check for you. <laughs> OK, it's taking a turn. It's taking a turn. This is The Daily Takeaway. Now, we know you come here for your fashion news. It's your number one destination, the Home Time Show with Bush and Ritchie. Cast your mind back. A few weeks back, we did a show to culminate the end of the week uh, from the Ardell Centre in Manchester in a bed for the day. Yes. Uh, do you remember that? And uh, it, it so turned out that we were doing that for the day on the same day that just down the road in the Ardell Centre, Primark and Greggs were launching their combination, their collaboration together with the big uh, Greggs Primark Festival. Only us could book that. I mean, we had all the days of the year to do that. Only we could do that the day that they're doing that combination. But you know what? Collaborations seem to be the thing these days. Since then, I've I've spotted just uh, around the corner from us here in central London, got uh, Carnaby Street uh, hype. This this is cool brand for the kids. Uh, I've just done a collaboration with KFC, so you can now buy like jackets or or rucksacks. You know that are really really cool. Yeah. But they've got <laughs> they've got like you know um, the, the the Colonel's face on them, or the red and white stripes, or like um, boneless chicken breasts all, all over the jacket or the rucksack. Would you really want to walk around with, like, fast food outfit on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I eat this. I eat it so much that I've bought the coat. I can't lie. I, I, I've been looking at it and thinking, that looks great. But maybe I'm mistaking those um, feelings for hunger, and that's actually what it is. The problem I've got with the KFC one is that every time we drive past KFC, which is around the corner from our house, our middle daughter, Theo, always points and says, that's Daddy. <laughs> The Colonel. does look a bit like you. I'm not the Colonel. <laughs> well, here's the latest one that's caught my eye. You know, I like me transport me trains. Kurt Geiger, very, very, like, you know, high-end, high-end stuff that Kurt Geiger's doing. Attacking midfielder. <laughs> Collaborated with TFL, Transport for London. You can now buy a £269 Kurt Geiger handbag. So, so it's got, like, leather stripes all the way down that are all the different shades of tube lines on the underground map. And the little strap comes with a little TFL roundel, the little logo for the underground. I mean, if you're if you're a, a flush transport nerd, that you quid's in there, aren't you? Do you keep, know what I mean? Keep your Oyster card in there for two hundred sixty nine quid. So you've got Kurt Geiger and TFL doing it, Hype and K- KFC doing it, Primark and Greg's. Home time show's missing out. We need a collaboration with someone. Ginsters, hit us up. <laughs> Uh, we walked past this shop when we were on our way to the Arndale in Manchester as well. Okay, yeah. What, what's the name of that? Um, do they do like little balls, little tiny hot balls that you you said taste really good? And you've oh, uh, the, the, what KFC? Not, they, not the... KFC. It's like uh, they're like sweet hot. Uh, 
Sweet. It's got Hot someone's Hot. name. They're big in Canada. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, yes. Are they little hot sweet balls? Yeah, they're like little Timbits. Yeah, they're like the, 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 the innards of donuts. Well, this is it. It seems to be like loads of people love that place. Yeah. But it's not really that well known of. Yeah. Which kind of is a parallel to this show in many yeah, ways. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So maybe we could be supported by, t- you know, uh, in collaboration with Tim Horton. Bush and Richie's Bits. We've got to work on the name. Uh, Claire suggesting Absolute Radio should collaborate with Vimto. Uh, she says the t- <laughs> what <laughs> the top selling refreshment in the Middle East didn't know that is it uh, yes go down the juice squash and cordial route they are purple Absolute Radio is purple too it's bang on brand but I'm just going to go back to what she's saying there she's claiming that in, they go mad for Vimto in the Middle East <laughs> that's what Claire's saying amazing the daily takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So earlier on in the show, we were chatting about uh, Michael Buffer, who is the let's get ready to rumble guy from the world of boxing. And the amazing thing about him is that he's trademarked that catchphrase to the tune of $400 million, which is an unbelievable thing. We were asking you earlier on if you've invented something or come up with something that you'd like to trademark. Tell us about it. Andrew Denny says, listen to this. At school 55 years ago, I couldn't tie my tie normally and I accidentally invented a brand new knot and was laughed at for it. Imagine my chagrin when 25 years years later someone else has claimed to have invented it and there's a knot out there called the Shelby knot oh wow which is an official knot but Andrew Denny's claiming to have invented it in fact 25 years before whoever that person is could have been the Denny you should have trademarked it imagine it uh, we're ready to uh, rubber stamp another Gary tell us about yours uh, what I do I get a bag of ready sorted crisps <laughs> open them up crush them to smithereens right and then add a bag of sorted peanuts give it a good shake pint in one hand Pack it in the other, watching the football. Wow, and would you take this out to a pub? Would you do this in a pub, or is this just at home? I have done it in a pub quite a few times. I'll get a few strange looks. <laughs> so just to, just to get things, you know, square here, it's the crisps yeah. that you are pulping, and then the yeah. remnants of that goes in a bag of peanuts. No. No. Other no. way round. So, so I pour the peanuts into the bag of crushed crisps. That's what didn't make sense, it because shake. it's a bigger bag, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And have you got a name and for this? Because it's, it's a taste sensation, I can imagine. But uh, did, have you got a particular name that you call this thing? Uh, I haven't thought of a name, no. Any suggestions? Gary's Special Bag. <laughs> <laughs> work in progress. I'm not sure about that one. No, me neither. <laughs> I might take a dip, though. It does sound all right, doesn't it? It's oh. worth it. I've tried other flavours but ready sorted's the best. And would you try, because obviously let's just take the pub idea, would you put uh, pork scratchings in there, do you think? No. No. He's got, he's got boundaries. Hard. He's got boundaries. Yeah. You lose your teeth. I'm imagining the finger taint on this is massive. The finger taint? Well, yeah, I, you, you, your fingers must just get so soiled with this as a snack. Richie likes to know no, the I finger taint level before he gets involved in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use my fingers. I just pour it in. What? Are oh, you an animal? Oh, I didn't even know this. What? Sorry, you 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 pour it into your mouth Honestly, like uh... guys, yeah yeah yeah. You got to try it. Honestly, you got to try it. Don't bother, don't worry about your fingers. Just pour it in. Pint <laughs> in the other hand. Tastes lovely. Gary's try lucky it. bag just got worse, didn't it's, it? It's terrible. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Right, you've listened to the right to the very end of uh, the uh, podcast, which we respect you for. You're here for the for the blue that we the can mention. Content, the yeah. extra content. The extra content. The director's commentary right at the very end. Uh, these are a couple of, uh, a few of the messages to do with uh, us drawing our own backsides that we couldn't read out on the show. 
Uh, so, first of all, Paul has uh, tweeted saying, uh, Richie's backside. Well, actually, he said arse crack. Can I say that in a podcast? Just looking for approval? You can say whatever you want. I've said yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Um, say it again, because I'll read it again. Richie's arse crack is harder than his belly button. Bush is what I'd picture Clint Eastwood's ass to look like, but he's 90 and been riding horses for seven decades. That hurts. That's going to stay with me. <laughs> Can I put that on my LinkedIn profile? Thanks Do for it. that, mate. Phil in Swansea says, uh, backside. What a great start to a text. He says, when I was a student, my mate thought he had piles and wasn't sure. So I told him to take a look. About two hours later, I walked into his room and there he was, mirror on the floor, straddling it, examining his reflection. When I asked him, did he have piles? He replied, I'm not sure. I've never seen my ass before, so I can't tell if anything's wrong with it. <laughs> it's a sight that still haunts me 30 years later. But you're glad you hung around for that. This is The Daily Takeaway. The Daily Takeaway.